Good morning, or good afternoon, I suppose. Out of the coal mine, Pastor Mark Trasinski here. I uh, thought I'd bring a little bit of, uh, of an update. It's good to be with you today on uh, this Thursday, July, what is it, the 12th of the 13th? And uh, so, here we are. And uh, we've been preaching through the book of First Samuel. I kind of wish I had been... Uh, doing an update as we go through each chapter of 1 Samuel. I've thoroughly enjoyed going through the book. It's uh, one thing to read through it. It's a whole another thing uh, just to spend time uh, in the book, you know, just diving in uh, to the nuance, dying in, diving into the uh, uh, the character development, uh, and just seeing how God applies the story to our lives. And so here we are in 1 Samuel 27, and I thought I'd just make a mention of it today just uh, for a couple minutes. It's the first section that we have that God isn't mentioned. And so that's interesting. And so far throughout the book, we've seen uh, Saul uh, anointed, um, set apart by God to be king, a king like uh, Israel wanted to be like the nations around them, and they got that king, right? So he became just like the kings of the nations around them. Uh, wicked, cruel, uh, and paranoid once uh, David uh, came on the scene and David receives the blessing from God to replace Saul. And then, you know, the majority of the chunk of the book is Saul pursuing David. And you get to for Samuel 27, you know, and, and the book reads like a good movie uh, where David's like the action character, always on the run, devising plans and strategy uh, to stay safe and um, he's getting assurances from, you know, his friend Jonathan or from Abigail, uh, the kingdom will be his, even Saul himself says the kingdom's going to be yours, right? So he has all these assurances. He sees God working in his life, uh, protecting him, guiding him and leading him. And then you get to first Samuel 27 and David's just like, ah, oh, I just can't take it anymore. I'm, I'm tired. He's worn out. He's exhausted. And, uh, his faith wavers. Is God really going to provide for me? Is God really going to take care of me? His faith just wavers. And he heads off to Gath. And so Gath, uh, he had been there once before. It uh, was the home city of Goliath. He went there. People knew who he was. Uh, he decided to act crazy to get out of town to stay safe. And he's back at Gath now. He's with 600 of his troops. Uh, you know, their families, they're all tired. They can't go back home because of Saul and Saul's pursuit, so on and so forth. Uh, and it's just like David forgets who he is, you know, and you kind of like, have, have, have you been there? Like we've all been there, right? So we know who we are, who we are in Christ, our identity in Christ. And then something happens and your faith just shakes and you wonder, God, are you really going to fulfill what you've promised to fulfill? Are you really who you said you are? Uh, and David has all the evidence in the world and you get to chapter 27 and you're like, what are you doing, David? Because Suddenly he does what Proverbs 14.12 tells us he does. Proverbs 14.12 reads, There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And so David just begins to do what he thinks is right in his own eyes. He's not trusting God to provide for him. He's not trusting God to lead him. Um, you know, in the contrast to that is Proverbs 3.5-6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And so you have David here trying to make straight his own paths. You know, imagine he's, you know, he's got, you know, 600 men, their wives, their kids, all these people he has to protect and feed and they're all tired. And you go to this area of the Philistines, he shouldn't, he shouldn't be there. It's not safe. Uh, he gets the king of Gath to, uh, set him off. Uh, you know, King Achish there, uh, 
send me off to a different territory, Ziklag, you know, 25 miles, whatever, southwest of, uh, of Gath. And, and there they can kind of do their own thing. And um, so that's where David goes with his men. And, and he begins to do his own thing, to provide for food, to provide for animals, um, in one sense, fulfilling the will of God. And uh, in another sense, um, you know, just kind of doing what he thinks is right. And it puts him in a dilemma. He, uh, he, he convinces the king of, uh, of Gath that, you know, I'm, I'm your man, I'm helping you, I'm, I'm defending you. And the king believes him and he's like, oh, I want you to come fight with me. We're going to fight against Israel. So I want you to be on my, my team here. And, and now that puts David into a dilemma. What am I going to do? You know, I can't, can't betray my own people. And uh, the story kind of leaves us hanging at the end. Uh, the end of First Samuel, we'll get to the conclusion of it. But it's just such an interesting book. You know, because so often when our faith wavers, we do funny things. You know, we stop trusting God. We stop relying on him and we start doing what we think is right in our own eyes. And we find ourselves in all sorts of mess. And so uh, the application we'll look at this Sunday is, you know, what do you do in those times when your faith is tested or when your faith wavers? Um, and you begin to put your hope in what you can see or what you think and, and not in what God has said. You know, God will always bring us back. He'll He'll show us that he's trustworthy. He'll show us that he'll carry us until the end and uh, that he provides for us, uh, that uh, God will always be proven faithful, even when we're faithless. Uh, you know, another good point of the book, though, is, uh, you know, we, we kind of want to cheer on David in First Samuel here. And he he's our hero, right? So we've kind of been rooting for the underdog. We don't want Saul to get him. Uh, we, 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 want Saul, we want David to prevail. And, and you get into this chapter and you're like, David, what are you doing? Uh, we just feel disappointed. You know? and, and the reminder in that, as one author pointed out, is um, our heroes fail, right? So if you put your hope uh, in anybody in Scripture, that's not Jesus, or anybody in this life, they're going to let you down at some point. They're going to fail you. They're going to disappoint you. Uh, our hope ultimately is to be in Christ. He'll never fail you. He'll never leave you. He'll never disappoint you. He's always the one that's for you. But anybody else, yeah, they will. Uh, so it's just a good reminder, even as we look at David, like he's he's a broken, sinful individual. We know, you know, with Bathsheba he is, but even at this point, uh, we see that our hope is to be in God. So you have a chapter here that doesn't mention God, but it drives us straight to the arms of God because in him is where we find rest and hope and assurance and a reminder that we're not to do what's right in our own eyes. Uh, we're to do what's pleasing to God. And so as we have the decision to make from the Proverbs, Proverbs fourteen twelve, you know, you can choose the way that seems right to you, but it's, it's not going to lead in the direction you think. So we'll stick with Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean in your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Well, it's good being with you today. Um, don't know what that beep was all about there. Just pushing buttons on my uh, little machine here. So, anyway, it's good being with you. We'll talk to you again soon. Nope. All right, I'm on the wrong settings here, so we'll see what this one does. All right, that seems more appropriate, right? All right, out of the coal mine. I'll talk to you soon.